Welcome to the Spawn Me Podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. This is episode 321 of our show. What up, what up, what up? It is a beautiful day here in Chicago. I'm super excited to see you all here in Twitch land and in broadcast land and in podcast land. Want to give you all massive amounts of love uh, for rocking with us this week and every week on Spawn on Me. It's been a fantastic, super, super cool week. Uh, last week, we had the amazing Lauren Ruffin uh, rocking with us from Crux, uh, talking to us all about these new spaces that we find black storytellers uh, being able to tell, tell their stories in VR spaces and in XR spaces. And I think we had like such a fun episode that it feels like all that energy is kind of just balled up and continued to kind of push here uh, on Twitch while we record our latest show live. So again, massive thanks to everyone who checked out the show last week uh, and everybody who has continued to give us love for the good stuff that's going out uh, on the feeds uh, this week and every week. So this week is going to be pretty busy uh, for me personally is a lot of stuff going on that, that are going to go down. Uh, I'm going to be leaving literally in like 12 hours uh, to be going, Oh, less not 12 hours, 24 hours uh, to be heading out to Vegas to go to the dice conference. Dice 2020 is happening. Um, if you, Remembered from a couple of shows previously, uh, we had a good discussion about just, you know, the conversations around, you know, people of color and blackness and, and what gets represented and what may not be represented in the spaces that we see at DICE. Um, I'm happy to say that they did um, take a lot of that feedback and they added a whole bunch of folks who are already kind of in the works uh, to be able to showcase and talk about the things that they're doing. But also... Uh, I got a chance to, to rock a roundtable discussion. So I will be leading a roundtable uh, at DICE this week. Um, and I'm really excited about the prospect of kind of talking about some of the stuff that we do here and the conversations that I'm hearing in uh, a lot of the circles that we run in on the diversity side and bringing those things to the table um, once we have those conversations with the people who are actually, you know, the movers and shakers within the industry uh, at DICE proper. So Really excited about that. Um, it's been a fantastic week. The first thing I have to do is rep our fam over at Gamertag Radio super hard. Uh, Got to give them love. Uh, they hit the amazing milestone of a thousand podcast episodes. And to top it all off, they had the amazing Phil Spencer uh, from Xbox on the show to rep the thousandth show that they just did and accomplish that milestone. It is unbelievable. Um, to see the longevity that these folks have had. Um, it is fantastic to be able to be a part of that family in some ways to being, you know, adjacent to them in the podcasting space and also being able to see them grow and continue to be as amazing as they have um, to be able to get a guest like Phil Spencer to, 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 to usher in your thousandth show is amazing. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things that again, like, the conversations around, you know, how do you continue to grow and how do you continue to build something really amazing um, or something really cool uh, is showcases the amount of hard work it goes into the process. It's fantastic. Um, they have continued to, to, to light the way for us as a show, for me as a person, for me as a, as a content cr uh, producer and content creator. Um, and it just continues to, to, to fill my heart with nothing but joy to be able to see them you know, continue to hit these heights. And it's only February, fam. Like, they have so much more work to be able to do. And so do we. Uh, so we have lots of cool things that are coming down the pipe. 
Um, again, Dice coming up this weekend, and a couple weeks after that, GDC will be happening. So definitely make sure you're checking out stuff that's going to be coming out there. I'm trying to be on everything I possibly can, so uh, that'll be fun uh, to see what I can get uh, myself into. Uh, so massive love again to everybody in the chat uh, and everybody who's been pick- picking up our work and uh, sharing out the stuff that we did. We were featured on Cheddar Esports for Black History Month. Uh, February 27th, we'll be on the front page of Twitch. Uh, rocking out, uh, doing some good work there. So I'm hoping to grab a, a dope guest for that uh, as well. And we've just been doing the work, uh, just pushing and, and trying to make it and trying to make it happen as much as we possibly can. Um, so those things um, continue to be really, really great. Like it, it really does do my heart some good to be able to see, you know, people loving on the work that we do and, and giving us some love um, in the streets. Uh, we need a lot of folks. Here's the thing that I noticed as well. Um, we had some numbers uh, have gone down a little bit on terms of our feed in terms of our subs on podcast platforms. If you're listening on an Apple platform, please make sure that the show is still downloading for y'all. You know, if we have a break for a couple of days or if we have a, a week off where we took some vacation time, Apple does this thing where it basically like kills the, the subscriptions. So you have to basically re go in and resubscribe. So if you're listening to the show and you, and you've, you know, not listened to us for a while, uh, you know, tap your friend on the show and say, hey, have you reminded yourself to check out and make sure that you're still subscribed to that? Um, because it does it does a huge difference in terms of the numbers of listens that we get during the show um, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, thank you again. Uh, thank you for listening to the other show. And we're going to start off the show really quick by getting into the 411. So this week has been very, very busy. Uh, It has been a pretty cool space to be in, in terms of news. Uh, Lots of things happening kind of all over the place. Um, And what's been fun has been being able to kind of dig around and see the stories as they happen and hear the scuttlebutt around what's going on um, around things. Um, One of the cool stories that I saw pop up uh, in the past couple of days uh, revolves around Evo. So Evo 2020, if you're not familiar, uh, is coming up soon. It is the premier fighting game tournament. It is the big dog of all big dog tournaments um, that happens throughout the year. Um, and what's cool about it is that, you know, it takes all these disciplines, all these various games, all these different crews, and they all kind of come together and represent for not only their game, but for, you know, the the, the kind of crew that they, that they rep. Um, you'll see it often where it's kind of regional, you know, folks come from the Midwest are looking to always kind of go to LA and, and kick people's butts. Uh, you know, you have folks over in New York who are always trying to get their rep up and, and get things done, but it's always about the games and, and what games are going to be played. Um, and we have some of the, the games that kind of always get there and, and are always shown. And, and then some of the ones that you would think would have gotten there may not necessarily get there this year. And one of the biggest uh, and, and most surprising things this year was that Evo did not include Mortal Kombat 11 in their game this year, in the in the competition this year, which is pretty interesting. It's one of those things where you don't really know how to take that as a as a fan of the of the game. Um, I am a huge fan. If you've been paying attention to any of the stuff that I do here, uh, and I'm a huge fighting game fan, uh, but it feels like. MK11 got snubbed pretty hard this year. Um, of course, there's been a lot of conversations around, you know, what is the state of Mortal Kombat right now? There's a lot of folks within the industry and a lot of folks within the 
uh, fighting a community, especially MK community, that have felt like NetherRealm is not necessarily getting the game in competition form. So it feels like they're not doing their best job to be able to showcase the game in a great way. When you've seen that in previous in previous years that MK and that community has done fairly well in terms of not only promoting the game, uh, getting people to Evo to compete, um, having fantastic turnout for, for a lot of these games, and also being just ambassadors to the sport, right? And ambassadors to the game itself. Um, what has been really interesting is to see some of the games that did make it into uh, the the tournament this year, I, and I am I will say this with every fiber of my being, I am absolutely biased when I say this is that uh, Marvel versus Capcom two made it again into Evo, and I don't understand why. It I understand why from a competition perspective, from a nostalgia perspective, uh, from a you know there's a deep layer of uh, there's a deep layer of um, not only competition but you know the lineage of how many folks have played that game goes far back so i understand why people do it but as a person who loves evo and who loves to be able to see fighting game tournaments i hate that game with a passion it is like you get juggled once and you are done for your round you can't get a turn uh, when it comes to marvel versus capcom 2 and playing that game so i am not a personal fan of that particular game but i understand why it's included I don't understand why uh, MK11 didn't make it in this year because one, it's a it's a launch year for that title. Two, it just launched the Joker DLC, which is one of the better DLC characters that you'll find in a, in a fighting game in a long time. Three, this is the best MK that we've seen in a very long time as well. Tutorial-wise, it's fantastic, which brings in great new players. I've talked about this on previous shows, but brings in good players to be able to, 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 to showcase the game well, um, learns people up in fantastic ways with frame data and, and, and glossary knowledge about like the things that you'll hear through our broadcast uh, that you might not necessarily know. And they kind of go through the process of talking about those things within the game really, really well. And to be honest, we're seeing peak uh, Mortal Kombat play from folks like Dragon and folks like Scar and of course Sonic Fox who is the you know the, the the king of all kings when it comes to fighting games we're seeing all these players be in the mix and all these wonderful folks who are in the space who won't be able to showcase their wonderful talents when it comes to, to Mortal Kombat this year which I find really really disturbing and it sucks because I think that they are going to be doing some like they would have been able to do some really cool stuff this year. And it, and it, and it bothers me that they're not going to be able to showcase that stuff. So I'm a little bit sad at the fact that that's not going to be something that gets shown. Um, I, I wonder what it means in terms of the viability for that game from a competition perspective. Like, I wonder what the folks from Evo looked at and said, we don't necessarily want to include this game in the mix this year. Was it something where they felt like the tournament wasn't ready for it? Did they feel like there are just too many bugs in the game? Did they feel like there are just, you know, not enough competition for that particular place? Did they not know how to showcase it because of the blood and the, and the gore factor of it? Like, I know that Evo for uh, a long time has been uh, showcasing itself on the final day on ESPN2. And I wonder if the folks over at Disney were like, yo, we don't want to be able to... Uh, we don't want to show this game because of the, the audience that we that we showcase um, in some of those spaces. So that's that's an interesting 
an interesting thing too to be able to, to to share in that respect so i wonder how that played itself out um we had our folk by smitty in the chat he says oh i know the answer to this one money they looked at money um i don't know i don't i don't know if that's the case like who knows if that's the actual like reasoning why you know that didn't get the play that it should but it will be really interesting to see again what the conversation looks like during evo because i know me as a person who wanted to cover evo this year i don't know if i want to go um i don't want to see more street fighter stuff because i've already seen all the street fighter stuff that i need to see um so i don't know if that means that you know i'm not going to go to evo this year because of the omission of mortal kombat 11. so if you're an mk11 fan please let me know uh, in the in the, the comments below on the YouTube side of it and also just shoot me a message on, on Twitter uh, to let me know what your thoughts are about that not getting the love that it deserved. Um, so I'm really interested to hear what people have to say in that respect. Um, next up uh, on the docket this week is that there's a really cool game uh, that got a new trailer of late and it's called, um, it's called uh, Atomic Heart, which is super super cool like i didn't know if atomic heart and um that game was going to be something that was going to get shown for a while like it is one of those things where um you don't really get a chance to see it um it's not a thing that you definitely have gotten a chance to play because a lot of folks have uh, just seen glimpses of it but not really seen the whole deal um i'm i'm actually really excited to be able to see uh atomic heart kind of be something that we get more information about more information on um if you're familiar with it at all it's it's kind of this um sci-fi russian take on like a bioshock game it has like this beautiful graphical style um it really feels like it's um doing something special in terms of the atmosphere that it's bringing um and it also feels like it's doing something really cool in terms of world building and story building like they showcase this like you walking around with these melee weapons and everything everything is kind of surrounding you in these in these forms of robots and some of the stories that they told about the the way that it wants to play or the kind of stories around it is that you're this character in a in a alternate world that is run by robots and robots are everywhere they're all around you at all times so it's not a thing where you uh uh you don't you don't you don't have an expectation to be talking and kind of interacting with robots and things like that um uh, and it, it's still kind of one of those things where we don't hear a lot about it. Like we just don't know a lot from what they're talking about, but they did go dark for a really long time. And then they're now starting to come back and, and talk about the game. So it is the most pretty and beautiful version of what a Bioshock game could possibly look like. I'm dying to see what this thing is going to look like on PC uh, when it comes down the line, because I am just amazingly hyped about that thing. Um, I don't know what it's going to look like, uh, in terms of when that stuff pops out. But I do think um, that it's going to be really cool to be able to um, see where they go with it. Like, I think that it's going to be funky to be able to see like what the process is for not only the, again, the world building parts, but the melee system, which looks really good. I don't know. I haven't seen guns really uh, implemented within it uh, in a real way yet. So that's also um, really interesting to be able to see how they kind of toy with that. Um, and their take about the the world that they're trying to build in this kind of post-apocalyptic Russia 
that will contrast from the games that we've already seen in, in like Metro 2033 or, you know, the other games that we've already kind of seen in the space. So Atomic Heart is definitely on my like, oh crap list. I want to see what this is going to be. Uh, I'm dying to see how this is going to play. Um, and this looks like one of those like RTX on kind of moments where you're just like, I bought a really dope PC and I need my PC to be able to run something that's going to look as pretty as this does. And, and hopefully will play just as well, uh, too. So I'm really excited about that, uh, being a thing in the world, uh, in that trailer. If you have not seen it, IGN is running, uh, the newest trailer, which is about a couple of, a couple of minutes long. It's not that long. Um, but it definitely gives you a, a, a really cool sense of, um, what the world is trying to do. Um, and what the world is kind of looking like, which is, which is pretty fantastic. I'm really excited about that thing. Um, third up and last up in terms of the 411 for this week, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about apex legends and some thoughts about, uh, what's happening for season four. Um, I got a chance to play, uh, some season four earlier this week. Uh, I was super hyped about it because I'm a huge apex fan. Um, I have been playing a crap ton of Apex for a very long time. It is now my BR of choice. Uh, it is the game that I play pretty much every night before I, I go to bed. Um, I, a couple of things kind of uh, stand out to me. One is the new character, Revenant, which is this really amazing hybrid character. So like the way that season four has turned out so far has been mostly in the response and kind of conversation to um, the new map. And, and building out the new map in a way that feels um, more cohesive, right? So like you're always trying to find good ways to get in and out of the circle that's collapsing while also trying to, tra to traverse the, the, the map in good and smart ways. So you wanna make sure you're giving yourself the ability to get from cover to cover while you're also taking you know uh, really smart fights. Um, sometimes that's really dependent upon you getting high ground or, or you kind of uh, bunkering down in a spot uh, so that you have a good position and you have situational awareness. Um, and they've made some changes to the map that I think are really smart. So you have a map now that lends more to kind of mid to long range fights um, on the kind of second and third versions of the uh, circle. Uh, but now when you're kind of moving towards those tighter and more intimate fights, you have more space to kind of move around because they've dropped some buildings. They've changed some points of interest to kind of broaden those out and give you more uh, uh, sight lines to shoot people. And also they've kind of just made the game a little bit different because of the, the kind of uh, want to change up the meta, right? The meta before was very, very tight. It was always around shotguns. It was kind of always around R301 uh, pistol, oh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, rifles. Uh, it did a lot of damage, but they were kind of in that short to medium range fight. Now with the addition of, of a new sniper rifle that you can charge with a, with a shield battery, and changing out the way that sniper ammo gets dealt out and sniper parts get dealt out, you have a, excuse me, you have a different kind of um, ability to engage in different ways that you weren't necessarily able to do before, which I love. I think that the newest map really plays to the strengths of people being able to play at different lengths while also being able to uh, spread out players in good ways too. So you have that, and then you have alongside that, the synergies that you can have with a character like Revenant that has some really interesting, uh, parts to his kit. One is the ability to silence an, an enemy with a grenade. So basically you throw a grenade at a person, 
Um, and they can't use their abilities for like 10 seconds, which is huge if you're in a big fight, right? You're going into a fight, you're trying to figure out good ways that you can engage people, but you're also trying to figure out ways that you can um, balance that out with, um, you know, maneuvering around the map while also kind of countering with your other abilities and your other teammates and squad mates, right? So you're like, hey, if I silence someone who is the person who's doing the most damage or has the kind of best ability, so like they can't use their ultimate, like um, like someone like a Gibraltar or something like that, that changes the way that you fight in a really significant way. Um, so you have that as, as one part of his kit. The, the kind of passive he has is that he moves faster while crouching and can climb um, uh, uh, structure is a little bit faster and a little bit higher. So that's good again for getting the high ground, getting situational awareness, things like that. And his ultimate is really, really cool because it does this thing where you basically set down a pillar or, or this diamond that floats in the air. Everybody interacts with it. You hit square. If you're using a PlayStation controller, you're hitting X. If you're on, uh, uh on Xbox, everyone kind of taps the, 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 the button. Uh, so now they've interacted with this thing. You turn into a puff of smoke and then you can engage the fight. So the cool thing about it is that if you die, you basically get teleported right back to the spot where that crystal was and you can then re-engage, but you don't have uh, any, you don't have any health. You just have whatever shields you had going into that fight. So you can reset a fight, re-engage. Everyone gets their health back. You kind of pop your, your health potions or, and all those things, your, your first aid kits and all those things. And then you re-engage the fight. So I was talking about this on the latest uh, episode of Jumpmaster, which again, if you're not listening to Jumpmaster, you're missing it out. You're missing out. Okay, Beast and that crew put out the best and most popular uh, uh, Apex Legends podcast on the planet. You need to go check that out. And I was on the show this past week. So go check that out. Um, and we were talking about it in terms of like end of you know match fights. So like so there are some times when enemies are below you and you're like, I'm way up here. I have an idea of where I want to go. I know exactly where I should be. And uh, you kind of just jump into the fray in that space. And you're like, all right, cool. So I'm in the spot. I know where I want to go. You start a fight. You may not necessarily finish it, but you have that do over where you can kind of lose the fight, go back in. And if you're fast enough, pop in your heels, you can go back into that fight and, and hopefully clean it up and get the win. Um, I love Revenant skins. I think he's one of the coolest designed characters in Apex Legends. Uh, Respawn has done a phenomenal job in terms of figuring out how to make that character look really cool and play really cool. Um, I'm super excited for what they're going to do with him for skins later on, uh, because right now it is the coolest looking character in the game. And Respawn has done a fantastic, fantastic job of, of building that character out with its lore and, and with the character design and with the kit, which I think is really, really cool. Um, so I'm really excited about what they have coming down the pipe next. Um, if And hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to snag those folks sometime during the year because I'm dying to talk to them about, you know, just where they are kind of going with the game. I feel like they've found their footing in a really great way. Um, they've rectified some stuff with the battle pass as well. So it's been amazingly dope to be able to see them uh, kind of grow the space in a really cool way. So um Super excited about that. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped about what Apex Legends is doing. I feel like they've gotten a really cool um, space going on right now. And um, if there's a BR that I think you should try out, it is definitely Apex Legends at this point. Uh, you should definitely be giving them some love and, and checking out what they're doing in very cool ways. So um, we're going to take a quick break 
uh, we're going to come back with some what we've been playing. And also, we have a very special Who's Coming to the Cookout uh, featuring a friend of the show. Uh, so hang out with us here in Bricago, here on Twitch and on Podcast Land after the break. We'll be right back after this. Thank you so much for coming back and hanging out with us here in Spawn on Me Land here in Bricago. We had a lot of cool stuff that we were digging into this week in terms of <clears throat> games that we've been playing, stuff that I had a chance to mess around with, things that I've been kind of digging back into. Um, I, I mean, it's been a really weird week in terms of gameplay stuff. It's been, you know, a lot of me trying to figure out what I miss and what I haven't had a chance to play, uh, trying to still dig through my 2019 a pile of shame uh, trying to figure out good ways to get through all of those games as well, which has always been something very, very interesting. Um, so it's been a pretty cool week in that respect um, for, for things to get back into. I think that one of the games that I've really been looking to get back into, of course, has been Overwatch. Uh, Overwatch has been that thing that I've just played a crap ton of for a very long time. I think that one of the things that has been most interesting about all that has been the want to learn more about the meta in a real way. So I've been watching a lot of Overwatch League, which has been fantastic um, and has been super fun to dig into. Um, I'm rocking my New York Excelsior stuff because uh, I rep New York everywhere I go. Uh, I've been very, very excited about all the stuff that they've been doing. They won their first couple of matches this week, uh, which was super cool. Uh, so I'm really hyped about, you know, playing more Overwatch with friends and family um, and with the community, too. Like, I, I've been dying to get some games in with folks who who are willing to, to, to deal with me being a scrub uh, <laughs> while we play uh, games and stuff. Uh, so it's been really fun to be able to to do that work and to be able to to, to mess around with that. Um, I forgot my Overwatch jersey coming, my personalized jersey, because I'm repping real hard. Um, but what's been really amazing has been just seeing, you know, everyone come together around their particular sports. So it's been me playing a little bit of Overwatch and then watching Overwatch League. It's been me playing some uh, Modern Warfare and then watching the COD League series stuff that's been really interesting. Although the New York team, the New York subliners have been doing terribly in their first couple of games um, in comparison to Excelsior, which killed everybody and rocked it. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of interesting bits and pieces to all those things kind of, kind of working themselves out. So I've been learning again what it's like to play through mouse and keyboard. So I've been playing a lot of M and, M and K, uh, as they call it, 
uh, when I'm home trying to learn how to get into that space as well. But I feel like the thing that I'm learning the most has been um, a, around just how do you how are you working through you learning how to play in a match? I think that that has been one of the, the most interesting things about regaining my, my love for Overwatch or my love for particular games has been, you know, what's the current meta? You know, how do I fit into it? Um, and, and, and how do you and how do you kind of like not necessarily get better at a thing, but how do you then understand the way that you like to play and how that best works within a team team uh, structure? Right. And I think that that to me has been one of the most interesting parts of, you know, playing these games and kind of getting back into the stuff that you that you missed. Uh, was like going back into finding that love again of like, oh, I play May really well. Or, oh, I, I really enjoy my role as a tank or I really enjoy my role of support. And, and and how do you how do you figure out how you get in where you fit in in some of those places? So it's been pretty great to jump back into Overwatch and, and play some more of that stuff. So that's been great. Um, some of the other stuff that's been in the space has also been um, around um, games like Dead Cells. Dead Cells has been really cool to jump back into. I know they have a DLC pack that's popping up soon. Uh, that's coming in fairly fairly shortly. I think it's coming in actually sometime this week uh, in terms of when we're recording this and putting this out on the feed. I think their Bad Sea DLC stuff is coming back, and I think that that's going to be really fun to jump back into. Um, I'm very, very excited about kind of jumping back into the fold with COD, where I feel like I finally have learned how to play that game in a good space. Like I've figured out ways to go back into it and really I'm having fun again. Uh, it's all, it also kind of helps the fact that I'm not old anymore. Like I, I'm playing that game in a way that makes me feel like I'm getting it in a, in a smart way. Like I, I know how to play smart as a play as opposed to fast, which is a very, very different thing. Uh, COD for me, I've always been a camper. I'm like trying to get people to, to make me camper gear for COD because I don't play the same way that everybody else plays. I play slow. I will stick to a corner and I will shoot you in the mouth and then I will run and laugh because you ran around that corner five times and I shot you five times. So, <laughs> so I'm totally fine with that being what it is. Uh, and I'm totally okay with that doing what it does. Uh, but you know, I, I'm playing that game in a very different way than what I used to play COD. I was one of those folks who would run around like a chicken without a head and try to shoot everybody as fast as I could and then get mad about my KD being trash. Uh, but now I'm playing way slower. Um, and pro tip, if you are playing uh, COD right now, if you're playing uh, with the ability to, uh, there's an option in the game to swap your sticks uh, so or a swap your uh, triggers. So usually you'll play with the aim on the L2 and shoot on the R2. If you're playing on a PlayStation controller, you know what I mean if you're on an Xbox. Um, but what I've done is if you move those uh, actions to the top ones, the top triggers, uh, the bumpers, I would say, L1 and L2, you have a much faster ability to pull your gun up and shoot people because the throw on the, the button is much shorter. Uh, so you see a lot of controllers now that have these trigger stops that will help you to um, kind of make that action shorter. It's an easy way to do it so that you don't have to buy a new controller. Um, and it's a, a really uh, smart way to kind of play. And it's working for me. Like I'm, my KD is a much higher than it used to be. Um, I'm getting into fights and winning fights that I wasn't usually expecting to win. 
um, and it feels like I'm doing better, um, even when um, I, I know that there are people who are much better than I am at the game. So that feels fantastic. Like that feels super cool to be able to feel like I'm knocking those fights out of the water and doing well. Uh, so I'm happy about that. Like that's super cool to be able to, to be able to do. Um, one of the other things that I got a chance to play of late and I'll, and I'll figure out a way to throw this up somewhere, um, is, uh, I played the first 30 minutes of dead army four and I mean, I played more of it, but we'll be putting up the first 30 minutes of my gameplay of dead army four, um, from rebellion. And it's interesting because I know that a lot of people are sick of zombies. I know folks are sick of that motif. I'm no, I know folks are sick of that particular trope. Uh, in games in terms of like, oh, you got to kill zombies to do all this stuff. And interestingly enough, I'm having a blast with that game. Like it is really well done. The graphics are great. Um, I haven't had a horde shooter in a long time, but so it's really nice to be able to not have to worry about multiplayer being a part of that. There's multiplayer in it in the form of co-op, but not something where I'm like worried about trying to be competitive in that space. Um, And it's just been really fun to kind of sit back and enjoy um, a game like that where, you know, you walk around and you see the power-ups. I'm used to the, the Call of Duty version of zombies that has this really elaborate story and all these things that they're trying to convey. This has a very kind of boiled down version of that, but it's super, super well done. Like I'm really enjoying the, the, the combat, really enjoying the twists and turns that they have with different enemies, um, really uh, loving the way that they've set up traps in the world. So you can kind of um, bait the zombies into coming into them and then frying them or, you know, destroying them and blowing them up and stuff. Um, and it's really good. Like I, I'm having a blast with it. Like shout out to the folks over rebellion for sending that thing over and letting us get a chance to check it out. Um, I'll be talking more about it in a, in a later show talking about more of the stuff that I've been getting a chance to play. Um, but also like very, very happy with what I've had a chance to, to get my hands on so far. Um, and I think it's a thing that if you have a chance to check it out, like you absolutely should, like it, it is, a lot of fun and I'm looking for folks to play uh, the game with uh, at some point down the line. It's going to be a blast to be able to play that thing with other people and really dig into it in a real way. So uh, zombie, I'm sorry, uh, dead army Four. Uh, digging back into overwatch again, which has been a lot of fun digging back into dead cells, which has been a lot of fun too. Um, and it's been really good. And then dreams is coming out on Valentine's day. They had their MP awards, which was so cool to be able to see massive love to Tom Dent, Abby, uh, Abby Happy, uh, and the rest of the Media Molecule crew on launch that's happening for you all very, very shortly. Uh, I'm so excited for that game. I've been making a bunch of music in it, and now I'm learning the things that I can do within that game uh, in a real way. And I'm very excited at the fact that I'll be able to like actually learn how to make some dope stuff uh, in, in dreams when it comes out in it's non quote unquote beta form, which, um, I'm really excited to see the changes that have come along with that. And I'm praying, 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 praying that VR happens soon. I want to be able to walk in these worlds in a VR space, um, because I'm just so excited for that. Like that's going to be huge. It's going to be the thing that when I talked about dreams on kind of funny a couple of years ago, and was like, dreams is going to be the thing that changes the way we think about game development from a, um, a newbie perspective from a, from a, from a, you know, I am not, I haven't been trained as a developer perspective. I still feel like that's going to be true. Like, I feel like that's going to be very much the case. I'm already seeing folks 
picking up jobs from making dreams uh, and, and attaching those things to their portfolio. Um, already seeing people talk about how they want to collaborate and build upon those things and making uh, new pieces of art. And also just seeing people just like really enjoy a game because of its whimsy and because of the ability for it to evoke uh, this really creative side that people have. It's like very rare to see people get this excited about making things um, and being able to see people make things live, which I again think is going to be huge on Twitch. Um, is going to be fantastic. So I'm very excited about that. That's going to be amazingly dope. Um, I'm hoping to see more of it and it's going to be really exciting to see how that plays itself out. So until then, uh, we're going to dig into our last segment and we're going to talk about who is invited to the cookout. So this week we have a very, very dope uh, cookout fam guest uh, this week. Um, I'm very excited uh, by the work of this man. Andrew and Benige has been doing amazing stuff over at Ubisoft. Uh, he has been um, pushing really hard for the past you know, five or six years specifically about showcasing and talking about diversity in real ways. Uh, he has been killing it in terms of putting his, 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 uh, his money where his mouth is, um, using his platform, working at Ubisoft to be able to uh, uh, give people a space to showcase their work and to grow. Um, I was lucky enough uh, to be at the one of the first Black Game Pros um, meetups that he threw over at E3 last year, where everybody who was anybody in the Black gaming space came through, represented, showed love. It was great for networking. It was fantastic to be able to see um, so many people uh, kind of feeling at home, which was really, really important. I feel like one of the things that we talked about um, that we talk about in the gaming space has been, you know, how do we showcase people uh, being able to do this work and how do we uplift those folks being able to do this work? How do we give space to those folks who are trying their damnedest and their hardest to, again, showcase that we're here, that we're doing the work, that we're important to the space, that we're making things happen. Um, and it was just really dope to see Adrian uh, uh, kind of take that step and like up level that stuff to folks at Ubisoft. This is a huge company that doesn't have to care about this stuff. They don't have to do these these mixes. They don't have to, you know, sign off on these things and say, these are the good things that we want to be a part of and put our name on, put our branding on. But Andrian has been, you know, amazing at, at being able to work those angles and, 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 and do the work and be a professional in the space for over 10 years and grow and, 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 and work to be able to get things like this done. He had a fantastic panel. Tanya DePass was on it. Um, a couple other folks as well. I think one of the head of events from Ubi was there. Uh, they all represented and knocked it out of the park and did a fantastic job. So we got to give a massive props to, to Andrian and the folks at Ubi and, and Ubi uh, uh, Black Game Pros uh, for making it happen in a real way. Uh, I'm hoping to be able to go to the next one uh, that winds up going to be probably at E3. Um, or maybe when they have another one up in Montreal, I definitely would love, would love to be down and, and, and work with them and do some stuff there. Um, but I'm, but I love it. It's like, again, we're all working together to kind of showcase the dopeness that we have in our community. And when you have folks who are not just talking to talk, but walking to walk like he is, you got to get those people props. You got to uplift, up, uplift them. You got to give them 
the props that they are due for doing the work. Um, so mad love to you, fam. Uh, I hope to see you soon. Love you. Uh, and I hope that we can continue to all get this work together and make it and make it fantastic and make it work. Um, because again, if nobody else is going to do it, but us, we're the only ones who are going to push these, push these buttons. We're the only ones who are going to bring up these conversations in real ways. Um, and if you, we're not doing that work, then nobody else will. So yeah, it's, it's dope to be able to see him flourish and him like bring out people and, 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 and uplift them and give them spaces to be able to do the work that we all need to do. Um, we will continue to do that work here at spawn on me. Uh, we will continue to do that work with all of you in the community because it means a lot to me personally to see us grow. Um, I'll be at dice again this week. Uh, I'll be there from Tuesday to th- probably Thursday. I may, I may see if I can stay over it to Friday. I'm going to be leading a, a, a round table that's talking all about diversity. It's talking all about conversations that, that in- involve people of color. Um, and the beauty of it is like, I got to pick those topics and I got to be the one who gets to run that table. So I'm really hyped about that to be able to look people in the face and be like, yo, what are we doing? Are we making moves or are we not making moves? Um, so that's going to be very, very cool. And hopefully we're going to get some, some networking done and, and find some really fantastic folks to be able to bring back to Chicago, uh, later on in the year. So again, thank you everybody who has checked out the show this week and every week. Again, remember, please subscribe to us here on podcasting platforms on Twitch, uh, donate sub all those things to help Chicago grow, buy a shirt, uh, cop some stuff uh, so you're able to kind of help us get to where we need to in 2020. Um, and thank you for all the wonderful, kind words. Oh, and our Patreon too, our Patreon too. Uh, but uh, thank you again for everybody for the kind words. Uh, it really does make me feel amazingly good to know that the things that I'm trying to push for are resonating with people at home. It definitely makes me uh, super excited to understand that people really dig it and that people care about the work. Um, and uh, it always makes me feel good to be able to feel like you know, we are all in this together and that we're all striving and pushing really hard uh, to, to, again, share the dopeness that is in our communities and um, the things that we bring to the gaming table in real ways. So until then, this has been Spawn and Me, the premier podcast spotlighting people of color in the industry. Massive love to you all. Thank you, Bricago. I love you all. We'll see you all in a couple of days. We also have some really cool exclusives that I'm going to be recording at Dice specifically. So make sure you're checking out those on the feed. And until then, we will see you all next week. Much love and peace. The Spawn on Me podcast can be found every Tuesday on all podcast platforms and Portland Radio at xray.fm at 107.1 slash 91.1. You can find us live every Thursday on twitch.tv slash Spawn on Me. If you want to reach out to us on the show, you can hit us up on our site, spawnonme.com, where you can find all our social media information about our Twitter, Instagram, and everything else alongside our contact page if you want to reach out and shoot us a message or a business inquiry. Much love to you all. Thank you so much for listening every week. And we say peace.